Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We say hi and welcome you in January 8, 2024. Hope you had a nice weekend as we're set. It's a great time to be a sports fan. We've got our six wild card matchups ready to go for the weekend into Monday, of course. We're going to get to those games, talk about the openers over at DraftKings and Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to predict where we think these numbers close by the time kickoff comes around. Black Monday in the coaching cycle, a lot of news. Now, here's what I can guarantee you. We're going to be on the air for three hours, so don't go anywhere because if there is breaking news, we're going to have it for you here on Sharp Money. Look forward to filling you in. And, oh, look at this. We've got a national championship game tonight, a clash of styles with Washington and Michigan. The number one defense, of course, in Michigan in college football against the number one passing offense. Of course, you've got the run heavy throwbacks of Michigan and the pass forward Huskies going to be fascinating because this is a team in Michigan. They've got to win it. They're starting to bet them four and a half. When we left on Friday, it's up to five at most shops, including DraftKings. Now, why am I saying they've got to win it? They're a loaded team with 44 seniors since 2020 Harbaugh and that program have been building to this point. Remember, this is a program that lost to TC freaking you in the final four. Okay. If they don't beat Washington, who's been been disrespected weekend week out Harbaugh on his way to the NFL don't let the foolers trick you we told you right here on sharp money Harbaugh's gone it doesn't matter if he wins or loses now he might not get the offer he wants from an NFL team but he's gone like his intentions are to go to the NFL after tonight about 30 seconds once it ends so again five and 55 and a half on the total in the national championship game a lot of pressure on the Wolverines. No pressure here as we say hi to the boys. I'm all Shaw. Welcome to the show. What's up? Not much. Hope you had a great weekend. I know my weekend was pretty good, but I can tell you right now, we didn't have as good a weekend as Dustin did. Mr. 8-0 over here. Bo Derek was a perfect 10, but Mr. Perfect 8 over here. I saw it on social media. What a great weekend for him. And 
I'll tell you one other thing. Apologies to you guys. I said last week I would keep Justin Fields. I'd like to amend that statement. I watched that game closely yesterday between the Packers and the Bears. And Patrick, unless you're trying to get another top 10 draft pick in 2025, if you're the Bears, it's an easy decision. You're moving on from JF. Fascinating to see what happens. You know, it's always easy, and I've said this throughout my career, the coaching question is very simple to answer. If you have a coach and you were to fire your coach today, would another program or would another team scoop them up immediately? If the answer is no, you don't have a head coach. Very simple. Eberflus, you can enter him into the formula. Dan Campbell, shout to Sam Laporta. Who needs him? You can enter Dan Campbell into the same question. Arthur Blank obviously got rid of your boy Arthur Smith down in Atlanta. Ron Rivera's out with the commanders. The question still remains and lingers with Bill Belichick in New England. Why wouldn't you want to keep the sunshine <laughs> around? Was he cold this weekend? Was Billy B cold? That is my question because he had more layers than Dustin Sweetelson trying to figure out another way to flex on social media about hitting a bet. <laughs> so many layers of trying to do it while sandbagging. Oh, I can't believe this happened to me. What good fortune. And we say hi to the big guy. Congratulations on a big weekend. Uh, feel free to squawk a little bit here. Well, it wasn't a bet. It was eight bets, and they all won. Uh, I would also add that I a lot of my ex-girlfriends followed the same coaching uh, philosophy as you. They throw me back out there, and if no one scoops me up, then they made the right decision. And guess what? They're all married and have children, and I'm here with you guys by myself. That makes it – that's impressive. That makes it 12 straight shows I've gone to you and you've used an ex-girlfriend analogy to further the conversation. It's an unprecedented streak. It really is, and I give you props. Yeah, the ex-girlfriend – I can't remember now. I've known you for six years. I haven't seen a girlfriend. Are we sure there's an ex floating? Well, no. If I do five more, I'll match as, as many bets as I won over the weekend. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, you know what, boys? I was just thinking about this. We have so much to do, including the national championship game. I, I guess we could just quickly start with the head coaches. Okay, so Arthur Smith, after his third straight 7-10 and 10 year, he gone. I, you know, I have a pretty easy solution for Arthur and, frankly, Ron Rivera and anybody else that lost their job. It was a pretty easy formula. Put a bid in for Lamar Jackson. Look, I understand that the default when it comes to Lamar is to point to his lack of success in the postseason. But last time I added it up to get to the postseason, you have to make the playoffs to lose there. You have to make the playoffs. So, again, Lamar Jackson, if Arthur Smith, who has children, wanted to keep his kids in the same school, he just needed to make a bid. He didn't. He doubled down on pride, which was Desmond Ritter. And that equals a seven and ten season. That's three straight for him. Ron Rivera, no surprise there, boys. I'm sure you both have heard the news. Um, Bob Myers, who used to run the Golden State Warriors, and Rick Spielman, who was the general manager with the Minnesota Vikings, have been brought in by the Harris Group with the Commanders, new ownership, to oversee the hiring now of a president, general manager, and a head coach with the Commanders. So, endless money there with the Harris group and they're going to do it right. I, I think the question as to what happens next to you guys there in Los Angeles, Amal Shaw with the Raiders, I mean, it would be so Raider-like just to be goofy and give the job to Antonio Pierce. <laughs> like, yeah, that seems good. Why not just give it to a cheerleader? A guy that literally every time you have an interim coach, there's going to be a bump. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but imagine handing the keys to AP for the next five years. That'd be hilarious.
I, I tell you what, they're paying out a lot of people. Now, the value of the team has gone from 31st overall when they were in Oakland to 10th in terms of valuation of the organization. But I'm with you. Even though Pierce has done a nice job in getting the team riled up in a positive way, some of the decisions I've seen throughout the course of the season, Patrick, you're right. I don't think necessarily warrant him being the head coach. You've got Andy Reid, Sean Payton, and whomever the new coach is going to be in Los Angeles. You're in a challenging division. You've got young quarterbacks and Justin Herbert. Mahomes is still not an old guy. just feels like he's been around for a long time. Uh, the Broncos, we'll see what happens with their quarterback situation. But you need someone that you can place with Antonio Pierce in theory if he's the head coach. That's going to be a quarterback a quarterback that's going to help elevate your program. And right now they're missing that piece. And I'm not sure if Pierce is necessarily the guy for this team as well. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's a cool shtick, that being smoking cigars. But if you were to stick around maybe, say, five years and win a ton of football games, that smoke would add up. It's like those are finely tuned athletes. Just having a room full of cigar smoke. I'm I'm not a prude, but it just seems like an odd thing to do in any year. All right. Unless you're Len Dawson smoking down a cig at the halftime of a Super Bowl. Uh, big guy. Anything else on the coaches before we launch into the openers on wildcard weekend? Uh, one thing to note about the coaches, you mentioned Lamar and his availability in the offseason when he was uh tagged and it was the non-exclusive variety from Baltimore so other teams could get in. Well, the day he was tagged, there were five teams that said out loud and made statements that they were not interested in Lamar Jackson's services. One of the Miami Dolphins, obviously they have Tua. The other four, mm. though, four of the five fired their head coaches to, or yeah, at some point. Las Vegas during the season, Washington today, Carolina during the season, Atlanta today. So four of those five who said, nope, we don't need Lamar Jackson. They fired their coaches today. Kind of a, an odd look, uh, you know, for, for a group of people trying to win football games, fighting for their jobs, to just say, you know what, we don't want a former MVP on our team. Patrick, I would simply ask, do you like your house? Do you like where you live? Do you like the school district? Do you like working? Do you like sticking around in a place for more than a couple of years? If you do... Go ahead and put a bid on the tender there with Lamar. That would be my suggestion, but that's not what they decided to do. And think about this, guys, with the weapons that are down in Atlanta. Oh, God, it would have been crazy. I mean, <laughs> well, let's put it this way. He would have been better. You think he would have been better than Desmond Ritter? You, you think no, no, so? no, he would have been better than he was this year. I, Maybe I better than 2018. I, I don't disagree that. I just think that it was a bad decision. Sometimes you've got to take chances on proven commodities instead of drafting guys that you think are going to turn into that guy. All right, boys. Well, we'll save that. We're going to have so much time to do the national championship and have the conversation and guess to support it. So we've got plenty to do when it comes to, again, getting bet a little bit up the five. But immediately as we wake up, I think we should talk about the six matchups coming up this weekend, go through them and start talking about where we think this number is going to close. OK, so let's start here and we'll just go in succession rotation. 141 Cleveland's going to be at Houston before we get there. We're going to get to like, love, loathe coming up in a little bit. You saw what Cleveland did yesterday. They sat everybody. They weren't concerned about it. Houston not only is in the postseason by way of the win in Indy, I'm all on Saturday night. It's a great game. A lot of decisions that we can question, uh, but they win their division by, by default with Jacksonville absolutely flaming out. Let's start with Houston. Your takeaway from Saturday night as they'll host the Browns. 
Listen, you got to give this team a ton of credit, Patrick. How about opening up the game with a 75-yard touchdown pass, C.J. Stroud to Nico Collins? I thought that was a tone setter. You give up three points on the opening drive from the Colts, and you bounce back in a big way. Stroud made some tremendous plays throughout this game. Um, th there was some, you know, the decision-making at the end of the game by the Colts to take a timeout was impactful. And then Gardner Minshew didn't make a great throw. Goodson drops the ball. Um, Give Houston a ton of credit, though. They go on the road as a young team, and they find a way to win the division. Really, really impressed with D'Amico Ryans, this team. Bobby Slowick, bye-bye. I'm sorry. I hope you didn't buy yes. a house in Houston. But, buddy, you're going to be getting a nice contract for about four years and probably close to $20 million in your next job. But I, I'm impressed with this team. And, guys, I, I don't know. We're going to get into the matchups. But just from a viewership standpoint, non-betting perspective, I think this is the most exciting game this weekend is Cleveland at Houston. It's fascinating, and Sloic is why we continue to have this head coaching conversation. D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud don't get used to it because they're going to have to reset on offense. That's the bummer. D'Amico Ryans is a great coach, and C.J. Stroud, I don't know, do you take five guys over him and he's a rookie? But Slowick leaving will leave a void there with the Texans. This number, big guy, open two at DraftKings last night, has been bet up to Cleveland two and a half. Yeah, the number's wrong and the steam is wrong, and we can definitely get into it next because I am hammering the Houston Texans. We shall discuss as Houston rides some momentum back home to host the Browns. We'll come back and discuss that one in Miami, Kansas City next here sharp money this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Now, this is something I pushed in my six years with VSIN. 
I've been a big proponent. We used to call it the Daily Newsletter, always helmed by Bill A.D. Now it's the VEASAN Daily, and our mascot is an awesome caricature of William A.D., who's kind of a mixture between James Bond and Cary Grant with the glasses. Anyway, here's the deal. You want to set your day for sports betting for free? Go to vcin.com slash newsletter, sign up. All you do is put your email address in. So what we're going to do, give you the picks, give you the betting strategies. We provide all the links. So if you're just looking to optimize and make your day more efficient, I wake up every single morning all this time and working for the company, and I still pop up the daily. So make sure you check it out, too. Included in the daily, and what could go wrong? Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. As we welcome you back, we've got a big show. We've got Steve Fezzik coming in today. Hopefully he's not in an edification mood, Mr. High on his horse. I'm not going to be in the mood if he is. So, Steve, if you're listening, just come in a little humble and just give us good betting information. That's the warning. Brock Vereen is going to join as well. Big Ten Network and CBS Sports Analyst. So look forward to talking to Brock, who's good on the show. Uh, I said what could go wrong we were 22 of 26 of them all. That is VEASAN, who's got a bunch of sharp people. I mean, just look at the contest across the board. You're going to see VEASAN hosts and VEASAN guests, including Steve Fezzik, at the top of these contests. Okay, so I'm saying this by also saying be careful because 22 of 26 had Bama beaten Michigan. Or taking the number. And then as we look at the number tonight, Dustin just was joking during the break, and he said, everybody's on Washington. And that number has jumped from four and a half a mall up to Michigan Lane 5. Now, I've talked about this, and uh, our buddy Jim Costa in Detroit, he had this. He said, bet Washington or fade Washington at your own peril. They're 8-0 in one-score games. They're 3-0 and as a dog. Their offensive line has given up 11 sacks and 523 passes attempts and in four games against the top 20 defense they've averaged 35 and a half points Amal Shaw now Michigan's got the best overall defense in the country but they played Rutgers so that brings us to the daily newsletter where it appears that everybody is on Washington just like they were on Alabama which scares me I think, you look, anytime you get an overwhelming group of people on a particular play, we saw it with the Ravens over the weekend. It seemed like everybody was on Baltimore in the game against Pittsburgh Steelers get the cover there. Uh, but for me, Patrick, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I will add one other thing. I saw at DraftKings there was a better, professional better bet, 20000 on Washington to win the national title. I don't know exactly when he made the wager, but he got Washington at 19 to 1 to win the national title. So probably sometime in early October, maybe late September. And you look at them, he goes, he's not hedging. He thinks Washington's going to win the national title. Now, it doesn't mean anything. At the end of the day, they've got to go out and do it. But guys, you brought up some great statistics when you look at this team. The one-score games, the tight ball games. When I look at the Washington schedule compared to Michigan, I think Washington has played a minimum of two games that are tougher and maybe a third if you include the game at Oregon State. I thought Oregon State at home this year with their running game in the inclement weather was one of the most difficult challenges all season long. You look at Michigan, their two toughest games, the one against Alabama in the Rose Bowl, they get through that game in overtime. Now you can make the argument Bama could have and should have won that football game. The other game against Ohio State at home. But remember, Kyle McCord had one of the worst turnovers you saw early on. Michigan was never playing from behind. They haven't trailed much all year. Now you're playing a team that's comfortable in any situation in any environment. Patrick, I talked about this last week. The game is in a dome. There's no weather. You've got the best passer we've seen in college football from an accuracy standpoint. 
I was going to say go in a few years, but then you throw in Stroud in the conversation. But the, the combination of Penix and Odunze are as good as any duo we've seen in a long time. This is a fun matchup. And for me, we talk about the Michigan defense against the Washington offensive line. That's not the key matchup. I look at the Michigan offense, the running game. We are, we're going to break it down oh, later. Sorry, okay. I, sorry, I'm, I didn't mean, oh, no. I want to save your handicap yeah. just because I want to make sure that we get, make sure we get it. But I, everything you said, I totally, I, I, what's funny about when you mentioned that person that had the 18 to one, you guys know that meme on the internet where there's that kid like holding in his rage and you can see the vein popping out of his forehead. I could see that happening. Dustin, when you mentioned a stranger at 18 to one, cause he's sitting 40 to one with Washington. Oh. And I think there's going to be drama on set. Go ahead, Dustin. And flex. Oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be the most insufferable. <laughs> you deep. already are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're. You, it's gonna be. A, I'm gonna close streets in in the city of Las Vegas for my parade. I've been talking about this team since June. If they finish the job and take down Michigan, I'm I'm gonna be the most obnoxious human being on the planet. But I'd also say, even then why'd if, you hedge? It, because. It's about guaranteeing <laughs> a ROI. In fact, I placed a second oh, bet it's on a Washington. Thousand bucks. Who cares? Yeah, I play. I placed a second bet on Washington in like week two or three, solely for the purpose of realizing <sighs> my bet was real, and I will just wash that part of the bet out with my hedge. His wager was twenty thousand on Washington. Okay, I, I don't have twenty thousand. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I didn't know. I'm just saying. I'm the nineteen to one. Oh. Is that what we do now? Well, we, we shame people? No, I'm not saying that at all. You were, oh I'm my saying, gosh! You were saying you got the forty to one. The guys I saw Legit, it on social media. He is so sad. Don't don't get don't joke about these bets. He gets legitimately upset. He's killing it. Forty. I think he's got a forty to one and a no. That was twenty five to one as well yeah. on Bama, right? Just forty. No, forty to one and twenty five on Washington. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, all right, boys, save your handicaps because I want your take on both. I'll be curious. Amal, uh, Dustin just mentioned 11 experts on Washington, four on Michigan so far over at VEASAN.com. Now, if you want the explanations, our, our managing editor, Adam Burke, put together a wonderful you know, betting guide for tonight's national championship game. You can go to VEASAN.com right now to check that out. Okay, boys, let's get back to this. And you, we were talking about it a little bit during the break with what happened with Shane Steichen and Houston on that final drive. I know a lot of kids, a lot of people are blaming the kid that dropped the pass, but I think it was you, Dustin, in the break that's like Gardner Minshew threw one of the worst balls you're ever going to see in that spot. Now, you can crush Steichen for using the timeout, which maybe he was using the timeout because he wanted to see how the defense was going to set up for Houston, and maybe he just lost his mind. It's almost like reminiscent of the Super Bowl when people said that Bill Belichick didn't call a timeout because he was a step ahead. No, Bill Belichick didn't call a timeout against Seattle because he froze. Um, so what did you guys think about the ending of the Indy Houston game, which was tremendous? Well, I thought there were a couple of mistakes. One, Steichen, they used that timeout, which you could have utilized, obviously, if you get the stop there. I mean, you would have had an extra timeout. That would have helped out a lot. The, we talked about the ghost, um, miss by Goodson and the bad throw by Gardner Minshew. I don't know where you, what your guys' perspective has been. I thought Minshew missed a wide-open throw, kind of showing us why he was a backup. And then one other thing. I thought Houston, the Texans should not have taken the safety, and here's why. I get from a mathematical standpoint why they did it. The Colts had 11 guys at the line of scrimmage. If they punt the ball, the game is going to be over. There's not going to be enough time to even have one more play at it. Big guy? 
I liked how aggressive Houston came out out of the gate. Obviously, that first big play. And I really like the way the defense looked, man. I, I think that defense maybe doesn't get enough credit in the turnaround that's happened so quickly in one year for them. But I think that defense is kind of scary. I mean, they, they let Jonathan Taylor get his on the ground. It was kind of like that, that uh, what was it, the old Cowboys thing with Thurman Thomas, where they let Thurman Thomas pick up a lot of rushing yards on the ground, and then they were able to, to limit what uh, Buffalo could do passing-wise, that felt like the mindset for Houston. They're like, all right, cool, Jonathan Taylor can pick up these big chunk yard plays, but when it comes to throwing for first downs, they know that they could limit Gardner Minshew, and that throw to Goodson was honestly, that was the reason why Gardner Minshew is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Guys who are starters make those throws with the game on the line consistently, and he underthrew Tyler Goodson, who is now taking heat for it. This was Goodson after the game talking to the media about that drop on fourth and one. I worked too hard to, you know, just drop the ball like that. And I got to accept that over and that's okay. But it's still touch my hands. It's all good. No, 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 no. It's all good. Touch just, my hands. Please, uh, please bring that down. Why are we? I can't. That is the saddest thing. I can't. I can't. You're playing a guy crying? He's scared. <laughs> so that's like the saddest thing I've ever seen. It wasn't his fault. No. It's a. It's a risky call for by Steichen, by the way, because anything can go wrong throwing the football in but, that situation. But throwing and Minshew threw a terrible ball, and you're throwing to a backup running back who was on the practice squad, the you know a couple weeks before with the with the that season is, on that the line. The, that that actually made me emotional right there. I can't listen to that. That poor guy. He's got to deal with that now until next year if he's on a roster. He was right? put in an, in a, an impossible situation. I agree. I agree with that. Um, it, we'll, we'll come back and continue, but you know, obviously coming out of that, boys, the conversation is immediately, who would you take before C.J. Stroud? But it's legit. I mean, I'm all like the dialing up that bomb to start <laughs> the game just shows you the confidence they have in a kid that started what 16 in the NFL, 15. It's insane. I, we haven't talked about the Texans. I still think the 49ers have the easier path in the NFC than the Ravens do in the AFC. But remember, we could have a potential rematch from the week one game between the Ravens and the Texans. This dude, seven, gives you a chance against anybody. Give me a number, Dustin. How many are you taking before him? Just off the top of mind. In the league, in the whole league? Yeah. Maybe 10. Maybe 10. Are you it's drunk? Interesting conversation. Miami, Kansas City next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN pro, you get everything. Daily best bets, access to the splits, upcoming big game betting guides, of course, you get the $9.99. It's for a month now. This is an offer. I'm only going to give it to you, but it's just between you and I. VSIN.com slash subscribe, $9.99. Figure it out for a month, stick around, become part of the family. Become a VEASAN pro, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, so we kind of threw that out there impromptu. How many quarterbacks would you start next year? Uh, no age, no nothing. Just next year over C.J. Stroud. Now, the next game on the list, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Remember, boys, when we came in after that Saturday game in Dallas? And it was, of course, Detroit at Dallas. And I just said, I walked away from that game thinking, those two teams are super cute. 
like not serious. Like there's they're very unserious teams. Like Mike McCarthy, what am I supposed to do? And Dan Campbell just like doubling down on 16s. Like the thing about Campbell and the thing about McCarthy is you can never really take them serious. And that is what their teams kind of indicate. Like the Cowboys, no offense, John Goulet, they're a cute, precocious team. And the Lions, rawr. AFC wise, this matchup is exactly the same. No offense to your favorite head coach in the NFL, big guy. Miami stinks. Tua is a disaster. And Kansas City, have we watched the Chiefs play? Did we watch them beat the Bengals and the Bengals be the better team on the field at Arrowhead two weeks ago? Have we watched the Chiefs and the regression of Taylor's boo-boo? Have we, are we watching the same team? Now, this one open, yes, I said boo-boo as a 45-year-old. You're just going to have to deal with yourselves. This one open Chiefs three. They're betting it. Because it's up to three and a half. So that key number of three, remember, the most distinct, the most important number when betting not just the NFL but college is three. We're showing four, but we've got three and a half blanketed across the board. The Dolphins are not good, and the Chiefs are not good. Correct. Just prove me wrong, both of you. Amal, we'll start with you. Well, number one, on Miami, you get no argument from me. I mean, this Dolphins team beat one team over 500 for their 11 wins on the season. Last night, Buffalo had three turnovers and a failed conversion at the half-yard line as the clock expired at the end of the first half. On the flip side, the one positive I'll say with Kansas City is defensively, they've been very good all season long. Patrick, I don't know if we would anybody would have thought this before the season started, but out of 17 games, including that, you know, non-essential game in week seven, week 18, the Kansas City Chiefs had nine games, guys, this year where they scored 21 points or less. That's an alarming number when you look at this offense. Wow. I didn't know that. That's a great stat. And I don't know if you know this big guy, but Tyreek Hill was on the Chiefs. He's now on the Dolphins. A little bit of a revenge spot. Also a rematch of the Germany game. But Tua just constantly throws his receivers into danger. It's kind of a fraudulent team as far as toughness. And Kansas City, I'm sorry. It's, it's just not there. You heard what they're scoring based on what them all said. How about the fact that we have this matchup and the best unit on the field between the two teams is the Kansas City defense. Yep. Like, Facts. Who would have saw that coming? But And that's going to be the key to this game because on Miami's side, they have no defense. They have no pass rush anymore. And by the way, even with the two guys they lost, Chubb and Phillips, the defense was still really suspect. It was not living up to the names that were back there. Uh, I, I don't see how Miami goes on the road in Kansas City and wins this game. I really don't. I don't even know if they cover the number. I'm inclined to lay it with KC here. But, didn't, but do you guys agree with me? And, and, I, and of course, I'm being sensationalistic when I'm talking about these teams. These teams don't stink. So please just understand. They kind of trying do. to start. They, I'm trying, <laughs> trying to start the handicap with deficiencies. You understand the, the Bengal game that I'm talking about with Browning as a backup. Like that was an even game, boys. So I, the only reason I bring it up is because can you compare the Bengals to the Dolphins? Like, I don't think the Chiefs should be laying a number. And three and a half is certainly something I would start to look at the Dolphins. But I agree with you, Dustin. And I agree with what Amal said as well. I, I don't trust the Dolphins either, but I do think the Chiefs are in a bad way. 
I, I agree with you guys that the Chiefs are not great offensively. 15th in scoring at 21.8 points per game, but number two in points allowed. Patrick, I disagree with you on this. I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy. I thought this number should have been six. I thought Kansas City should have been a much bigger favorite. This Miami team managed 14 points across the pond against this Kansas City defense. I think the fact that they didn't have to play in an important game in Week 18 benefits them a little bit coming into the uh, game in the playoffs. They're at Arrowhead Stadium, and I thought Patrick said it best. Tua did not look good last night. I mean, there were some hospital mm-hmm. balls being thrown. That late interception, was that Hyde or Poyer who had the last pick? Poyer. Uh, was, was, was it Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde? I couldn't remember yeah, who it was. It was but Poyer. regardless, it wasn't close. There was like no shot. You know, if this were six weeks ago, you would have felt pretty comfortable and confident. Hey, I think they got a chance to move down the field and score here, Patrick. But I didn't see that last night. They looked, I don't want to say disinterested, but they looked like a team that was mentally beaten with the losses of Chubb, Jalen Phillips, and Woods in the backfield of that that defense, uh, they just don't look good to me offensively. They look tired. Didn't they look tired? Like they weren't quite as like electric as they were earlier in the year. It felt like they were doing a lot of front running early in the yeah. year. They were making yeah, a lot of big I, splash I think McDa- plays. I think McDaniel, I agree, big guy. I thought they looked a little lethargic. Obviously the Waddle, but like I think the McDaniel shtick is going to work. And I think he's going to be a really good coach. I think they're gassed. Yeah. And I, don't, and I think it's hard for a first-time head coach to try to predict how to pace a team. That voltage, that upscale, that go, 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 all gas, no brakes. I do. Th- I think you just nailed it. I think it's caught up to him a little bit. I like the idea of a true number. So mine would be the three. Uh, Malls would be closer to six. Dustin, what would you make this game? I think I'm, I'm closer to a mall on this one. I. I, don't I think it's fair. I'm I don't, just I'm down on the Chiefs. Yeah, no, I, I am too. I, like it's it's this trap that I feel. I can feel myself falling into the trap. Well, it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. They'll just kind of figure it out. And you mentioned that Bengal game. I laid it with Cincinnati. Uh, late in that game, like the third quarter. And know what Kansas City did? They knew they weren't going to score touchdowns, but all they did was shut down that Bengal offense and play for field goals, walked away winners. I want to go back to something Patrick said. It's a really good point from a betting perspective. Sometimes when you look at a matchup like this one, for example, you don't have to necessarily like Kansas City in this particular one. He, He goes, he's down on the Chiefs, which I tend to agree with. For me, this is a play against Miami more so than it's a play on the Chiefs. This is just more of an indictment of the Dolphins. They were a three-point home favorite against Buffalo. Now they're only on the opener three and a half on the road to Kansas City, now up to four. So, Patrick, I agree with your sentiment. I'm not high on this Chiefs team either. I think offensively they've got a ton of question marks. But for me, the defense, maybe it's because what we've seen the previous half a dozen years, I don't know, but they have not gotten the credit they deserve for having the number two scoring defense in the NFL. That's a good idea. I think that's a good point. Let me explain better what I've been trying to about the Chiefs. Remember the one touchdown they scored against the Bengals was on the first drive, yeah. boys. That's scripted. That was all Pacheco. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Pacheco shouldn't be outside of Patrick Mahomes, your best weapon, but he is. And let's be fair. Pacheco's a very workmanlike guy. He's, he tries really, really hard and he's good. That shouldn't be your best. So what I'm saying is once they got off the script, what Dustin mentioned was true. It was just field goal fest after that because they can't finish. Well, yeah, they and can't finish. And Travis Kelsey, who's doing a lot of finishing away from the field, not on the field. He does not look like the old Travis Kelsey. <laughs> 
Wink Martindale, breaking news, has resigned yeah. as the defensive coordinator of the Giants to pursue head coaching and defensive coordinator opportunities elsewhere, a.k.a. he got away from that clown of a head coach of yours. My gosh, is he annoying. Well, they don't get along. And it came out during the year. There was a lot of stuff where, like, Wink Martindale and apparently ownership were having sidebar conversations. So it's never good when the guy who reports to the head coach is speaking to ownership about decisions. And I think Wink Martindale just wants to get his shot at being a head coach. He's been in the league forever, and he's older, and players like him. But you are not a serious organization if you hire Wink Martindale as your head coach. And by the way, <laughs> do you say that? And by the way, I wanted Why him back. He, what, he's a defensive guy. <laughs> I know. Hey, I know, hey, I bro. Know. Hey, bro. You're real innovative. You like to blitz a lot. Thanks, man. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Welcome Been to the hanging party. out with the Ryans? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, it runs dry, <laughs> dude. You, you know what, to your guy's point, if you think about this, Jimmy Johnson, the old <laughs> defensive coordinator with the Eagles, the Ryans, Wink Martindale. The blitzing nonstop works about 60% of teams until you play a competent offensive yeah. line and a good quarterback, and then you're yeah. busted by the first round of yeah. the playoffs. Until you play 100%. a cerebral cerebral offensive coordinator and head coach who understands how to run the screen game. They just run screens of their tight ends and their slot receivers and their running backs to beat your blitz. I, I do like the press release by his agent to pursue head coaching and defensive coordinator well, opportunities. Well, yeah, because he's going to have to settle. Dude, he's been interviewed for jobs for like the last six years. That's why he left Baltimore on his own. Yeah, but the, but when they come in for the interview, the other guy's like, what the hell did you bring him in for? <laughs> your, your, your point was well made. You're like, okay, you blitz. We get it. No, the reason he's the Giants head coach is because he impressed them in the court in the, in the interview when he interviewed for the head coach opening. My assumption is most teams are going to contact the agent and be like, we're thinking defensive coordinator. <laughs> but we'll give him a chance to, to talk us into head coach. <laughs> but, but again, we're definitely leaning D.C. <laughs> we're going to lean Pittsburgh Buffalo next. <laughs> There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
DraftKings new customers, NFL playoffs, bet five bucks, get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you use the promo code VEGAS. Also, a no sweat same game parlay for everybody every day. But again, five bucks, 200 using that promo code Vegas DraftKings. The crown is yours. Brock Vereen is going to join us at the top of the hour, and we will discuss, of course, the national championship game. So a transition in 15 minutes here on Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Al Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're talking, of course, the wildcard weekend and the layout of the six games, where they open, where they sit, where we think they're going to close as far as the number. Also, we got to get back to the question next year. Starting at quarterback, how many you got in front of C.J. Stroud? So we'll do that. But quickly, uh, on Saturday, the first game, excuse me, Sunday, the first game is going to be another uh, gif or meme that we can talk about is the Undertaker popping up from the casket. And that equals Pittsburgh and Buffalo playing one another. Pittsburgh back from the dead, popping up out of the casket and Buffalo who were you know, left for nothing and now won their division by going down to Miami. This number right now, now we're showing 10, but I do believe that number shifted a little bit. This number opened Buffalo nine, got hit all the way up to 10 and a half. DraftKings has come back down to nine and a half. So a little stealer love here. We're showing DraftKings the Bills Amal lane nine and a half. Yeah, I'm not really that surprised by this number. The Pittsburgh offense, some major concerns here when you look at the quarterback situation. And on the defensive side of the ball, T.J. Watt, he got injured against the Ravens. His status is up in the air for this game against uh, Buffalo. We saw the impact no Bradley Chubb and no Jalen Phillips had on that, excuse me, the Miami defensive front in terms of getting pressure on Josh, Josh Allen. By the way, guys, I can't remember a team that was in a potential situation to be left for dead outside the postseason like Buffalo was yesterday. And now they wind up as a two seed. Yeah, the the Bills, it's been quite a roller coaster for the Bills. And you can have the same conversation about the Steelers. Big guy, you said on Friday that Mike Tomlin, he's just good enough to not get you a quarterback. I think we all would agree. Ten wins and a playoff appearance with this Steeler team. That's pretty miraculous. It's in fact, guys, while you're talking, I still had 10 on the book that I'm using right now. And it's minus 110 on 110. I, I, I took the 10. I took the 10 with the Steelers. I don't understand this line. And this is someone also holding a Buffalo 11 to one ticket. So maybe that plays a role in it that I'm trying to to hedge it. But I honestly see the Steelers as a threat since they took took the reins of the quarterback position and let Mason Rudolph take over. I just think he's giving them a more consistent element in the passing game right now that's making defenses play more honestly against them. With Kenny Pickett in there, they knew he wasn't hitting them over the top, especially in the first three quarters of the game for anything deep. With Rudolph in there, he can throw it. And I don't want, we can't take too much away from the rain game against Baltimore uh, just because of the conditions, but he still had an okay day throwing the ball, only two incompletions. I think Rudolph at quarterback, shockingly, and I was not, I did not see it coming, gives them an element they didn't have with Pickett. They're, they're going to be able to move the ball. I think they're going to be able to move the ball on this Buffalo defense, and I think these 10 is way too many points, especially when Buffalo has been playing on such a fine line for so long. Congratulations to somebody that won the horse racing yeah, game really. down the stretch there from the boys. But quickly, do we have an update on TJ Watt? Because I do yes. think that matters. But I do agree with your handicap. I would take the number. And Mason Rudolph has been a revelation, a la Joe Flacco, because nobody thought Rudolph was good. Nobody. So, Rappaport reported uh, late last night, Steelers officially in the playoffs. TJ Watt's dealing with a grade two MCL sprain. Sources say the absolute best case <laughs> scenario is for him to play in two weeks with a brace. 
Okay. Probably not going to play. The big, di- the big difference for the Bills, frankly, over the last six, seven, eight weeks has been their defense. Yep. Right? Isn't that what you guys would point to? That It's just been a huge turnaround defensively for them. Well, if you look at them, I don't know if many people realize they're tied for fifth lowest points allowed this year. You lost Tremaine <laughs> Edmonds. You had the injury. Um with uh, Tredavious, Milano and Tredavious White yeah. as well. So two key parts, but they've gotten better. The offense, guys, I don't know if you looked last night. I think Buffalo had the ball for 38 minutes in that game. You're not going to lose too many football games when you're controlling the clock that much. So Peyton Manning as a rookie, <laughs> Troy Aikman as a rookie, they couldn't complete a pass. All right. Now, there's only forget the numbers through for 4000 yards. C.J. Stroud, only two quarterbacks have thrown for more in a passing era as a quarterback. That is Andrew Luck, of course, and Herbert. So but just use your eyeballs. And that's where we come to the question. How many are you taking for next year? Regardless of age, just one in a vacuum. How many quarterbacks are you going to draft before? Um, the CJ Stroud, that's what a revelation he is. Like it's incredible right now. And I put you on the spot. You said 10. I'm sure it's less than 10. I think I have one, two, three, four, maybe five boys. Should we have a little draft here where we try to find a consensus? We'll start here. Mahomes. We're all taking Mahomes next year over CJ Stroud. Fair. Yes. Okay. You guys give me a name. Momal, you're next. I'm going to go Joe Burrow, but I have a little bit of hesitation there because he's had injuries, and that's a concern. Durability becomes a factor when you start looking at these guys. Forget injuries, just talent. Just like what you think of the quarterback. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'm a Joe Burrow sycophant. I think, I think, like you mentioned, besides the injuries, I, I think he would be, I think he potentially still will go down as one of, I think Burrow's just exquisite. Big guy? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think we I, yeah. the way he's playing right now. I think we all would agree. We did. Um, would you was that consensus there? Yes. Amal with Lamar. Yep. OK, my my draft. So we've got three ahead of CJ Stroud. <laughs> I know we're, we're not going to get a consensus here, but we saw him last night. I would say Josh Allen. Amal, you would disagree with that. Dustin, would you agree with that? I would take Josh Allen because I still think there are big plays that he can make that Stroud can't make as consistently Amal here's why I disagree with Josh Allen I think he's a phenomenal talent the turnovers are alarming and that's what concerns me if they played anybody besides Miami last night they get blown out with three turnovers okay we've got three consensus Amal your draft I've got nobody else left guys oh stop no please no I want to hear yours your, your draft pick. Right now, Dak Prescott is better than C.J. Stroud. No, he's not. Not even close. No, no, no. Hold on a second. I'll give you, I'll give you reasons why. Nico <laughs> Collins had two seasons of a combined 80 receptions and 900 yards. He's got 1,200 yards this year and 100 catches. Noah Brown was in witness protection. Now that he's testified, he is no longer in witness protection in Houston. Dalton Schultz has been an absolute dude. There is no way Dak Prescott has taken this team to the division title in Houston. Yeah, maybe they just look bad because they had Davis Mills trying to throw them the ball. Fair enough, but these guys couldn't play anywhere else. All of a sudden, now there's Davis Mills wasn't there three years ago. Dak Prescott is an advanced quarterback. He can do things even just at the line and check. I had no idea we had John Goulet on the show today. (laughs) I don't even like Dak. Wait, Justin Herbert. I'm going to give a name. I'm going to give a name. I was going to say Herbert. Are we? Where are we on Herbert over Stroud for next year? 
Herbert's a very good player. He's an elite player. But is he? he's a guy at some point in time. He's got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. He's got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Think about that for a minute. But Williams didn't play this year, did he? Yeah, he was hurt most of the year. Okay, Allen was hurt a bunch, too. I... But wait, again, sports guys get so wrapped up in semantics. This is everything considered equal. You're yeah. handing next year, regardless of age, you're handing next year the same weapons to the same quarterback. Uh, Who are you starting? I'm taking Stroud all day then. I, I think it's okay. closer than I initially thought. I think I would I would actually go Stroud because I, I thought I was going to say you'd go Stroud. I know because you're down on Herbert. I would actually say Herbert. How about it's this close, one? but uh, I'd say Herbert. CJ Stroud's better right now than Matthew Stafford. That's a good one. That's a very good one. I, I forgot about Matthew Stafford. I'm taking I, Stafford. I, I didn't forget year. about it, but I just think that's a that's a tight call. Listen, look at his T touchdown to INT ratio. I, I got another one that you guys are not gonna like, but I will stand for this guy every damn day of the week. Wait, no, you're not gonna fool us. You gave us Dak Prescott, so I could, could be it could be Trevor Lawrence. Kirk Cousins. Oh, get the hell he's out of here. He's a better quarterback no, right he's not. now. No, he's right not. Now. not. No. Kirk Cousins' dream okay. is not better if than If my CJ family's Stroud. life depended on it next year <laughs> and everything's equal, who am I drafting, Cousins or Stroud? It is a conversation, but I... <laughs> You're taking Stroud. Uh, my, I'm looking about. I'm thinking of my my niece's eyes right now. I'm looking into her eyes, and I'm like, I got to put your life on the line for Cousins or Stroud. This is tough, Aaron Rodgers. But I I do think there's a, a element of you, big guy, that said the number ten and is now trying to get to that number. Aaron Rodgers, no chance. No, actually, I didn't get to ten. I got to nine, and Herbert was one of them, so I only got to eight. Because I, yeah. I thought about Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts, but I just couldn't do it. I, I would probably say yes on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I would. I would say no. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is toast. I'm at eight. But I got eight. I'd take over Stroud. Dak Prescott. Holy cow! We'll be having this conversation next week when the Cowboys are watching from home. <laughs> Dak ain't ever. He's how about Dak? He'll never win an MVP if this wasn't the year, right? His numbers are ridiculous. Savage is All coming right. on to defend Jordan Love next Monday when they beat the Buckeyes. I like Love played very well yesterday. He beat Bear. Brock Vereen next, college football. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> love that. A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.